Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners. New full-length episodes released every Thursday, but here's a quick caffeine cast. Hi, I'm Frank Flegg, founder of Ethical Property Partners. What you're about to hear is actually audio from one of my YouTube videos, as well as the weekly deep dive podcast that's released every Thursday and the quick caffeine cast in between. There's also loads of content over on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to our channel, but you want to see even more tips and advice for your sophisticated property investing, just search YouTube for Ethical Property Partners. See you over there. So I'm here on holiday at the moment, just taking a little bit of time out from the hustle and bustle to spend some time by the ocean, been sailing, etc. Loving it, having planned to not actually do any work this week. So I've got no appointments planned. I always record a few YouTube videos. I sometimes do a podcast interview or podcast monologue. But this particular break, I had not planned to do any work, except that a deal cropped up. So a deal that was expecting to go through quite happily. It was a TDIC transaction, so a turning discounts into cash flow, where we'd sourced a below market value deal. Amazing numbers on it. Got about 1.1 million pound discount on this portfolio. And we already had a buyer lined up, so we we're gonna make a nice big chunk of money. We weren't gonna make the 1.1, but we we're gonna make about five, 600K. And the buyer, it looks like has pulled out. And even if they stepped back into the deal, we don't think there's enough time to complete without inconveniencing the, the vendor. So literally I landed and about 48 hours later, this all erupted. So I spoke to my JV partner and I said, look, I think we need to step in and buy this. And we were in agreement that we would step in and buy this portfolio. So this is what I wanna ask you. I have absolutely loved the work that I've done on that transaction. Now I didn't have to do that work. We could have gone back to the vendor and said, look, we can't now buy the portfolio, we're so sorry. We would have walked away from 1.1 million pounds worth of discount. We would have walked away from the potential flip because we think that the buyer is gonna come back. They've had quite a legitimate delay to the purchase so they haven't just messed us around they're an institutional buyer and they've been quite upfront with us the whole time but when you're dealing with a massive oil tanker of an organization like that they can't just you know pull out all the stock and buy a, a relatively small portfolio for them in the time frame that we need them to so they could easily come back in three four five six months time and buy the whole lot off us so i had a choice to make i could have said i'm on holiday i'm not going to get involved i'm going to lie around the pool i'm going to carry on doing my sport and my sailing etc or which is what i chose to do i got involved so i said to my jv partner i'm not in communication with anyone else whilst i'm on holiday here her and one other business partner only two people can contact me while i'm away um, my main business partner and and now this one and i said look this has all happened you can contact much as you want so we've exchanged whatsapp messages every day but here's the thing i have worked probably hour a day for the last three four days on this transaction we've raised 1.8 million we've raised 310 and we've raised 200. So I don't know what that adds up to in, in total. Is that about 2.3 million? And we're purchasing for 2.5. So we're about 200,000 pounds off all the funds we need to raise. 
and that's between myself and my business partner whilst I've been on holiday. And what I want to challenge you with in this episode is I've loved that. And I was talking to my partner I'm here with and she was saying, incidentally, she's had some work to do as well, unexpectedly. But she was saying, how do you feel about doing work whilst you're on holiday? Now, I take quite a few holidays and some holidays I prefer not to work at all. And some holidays I'm basically just working a lighter timetable from a nicer location or from a different location. And the way I like to think about it, and this holiday has been perfect in as much as it's helped me to understand how I feel about retirement. Now, if you watch the channel regularly, you will have followed our travels around South America and Central America last year during the pandemic, which was in a way a kind of exploration into mini retirement and seeing how I felt about it. And I honestly think I will still want to be working, keyword want to be working, and that's a very loose term, until my dying day. I think I'll still want to be working when I'm 85 and, you know, play with my great grandkids, hopefully. So my question to you in this episode is, what do you want to do when you're retired or when you're able to retire? Do you want to travel and explore islands and spend time in the sun? Do you want to learn new languages? So I'm speaking Spanish every day here. I love it. In fact, oh, this made my day. Little tangent for you. I was in a restaurant this evening and I was asking the waiter, there was a dish with walnuts and fresh fruit and the walnuts clearly had a glaze on them. And I was asking him, is that honey or is that sugar or is it honey and sugar? And he said, oh, it's honey and sugar. And I'm not a big fan of uh, refined sugar. So, and this made my day. He said, you speak Spanish. Do you live here? And I'm Menorca, so one of the islands, Spanish islands. I said no no I'm just on holiday and he said oh your Spanish is excellent which I really appreciated because I do really make an effort I spend half my time whilst on holiday on Google Translate working out how to say what I want to say next and so is that what you want to do do you want to be learning languages do you want to be studying cultures do you want to be testing yourself physically climbing Everest running the Marathon de Sable whatever it is decide now that's my challenge to you decide now and if you can't think far enough ahead to retirement and my challenge to you is why does retirement have to be a long way ahead why can't retirement be next month or next year why does it have to be you know in decades most people think in terms of decades if you can't think that far ahead or you struggle to then here's an easier question for you if you had all the money you needed to buy whatever you wanted to buy what would you choose to do what would you choose to do tomorrow? What would you choose to do next week? What would you choose to do next month? And most people say, oh, you know, I just eat out at a restaurant every night. I would lounge around a pool. I'd have parties. I'd drink champagne. Yeah, of course you would for the first week. But what would you do after that? What would the pattern of your life be? Because that's what I strive to achieve. I strive to live the life that I would choose to live if money was no object for me if I had more money than I ever needed for myself for my family for their families for their kids for their grandkids for their great grandkids and I'm not in that position and I love working and so what would it be for you and I've had a few days I mentioned where I was kind of in that position because I could choose to work on this deal or not I've chosen to work on it but I'd structured 
my time away, no one was expecting me to work. So it was really interesting. I was quite tired when I got here, so the first day I lay in, but the next few mornings I was getting up at a really healthy time from my perspective. So I've been waking up without an alarm. I've been eating a really healthy breakfast. I've been working out, got their own gym here, love working out in the gym, and then I've been doing an hour to two hours work and then having lunch. And for me, that's like a perfect morning. I get to spend time with my family, eating and working out. I get to do my work and have some quality time, put in some headphones, listen to some really nice, relaxing music whilst I do my work, make a few calls, get the, the wheels spinning and get the leverage so that then everyone else can go do their work and they can get those things progressed. And then in the afternoons, finding stuff to interest me. So this afternoon I went sailing. Tomorrow we've got some nice massages booked. We're gonna go exploring the island. We've hired a car for the day after that. It's whatever floats your boat. But for me, if I did that kind of a structure of a day, and yes, in the winter I might do it in a ski resort, and it, I'd want to do it in different parts of the world for sure. We were looking at properties actually for us to buy here, and I've no real interest in buying. Yes, you can have a nicer property if you own it than you can rent, but you know, you've then got all the hassles of, of owning a property and you've got to keep going out to the same property. So I don't have an interest in owning a property here, so I would do it around the world. But that basic structure of a day just suits me perfectly. I go to bed tired, I go to bed feeling like I've lived a day on purpose, and I mean that those words deliberately, I've lived on purpose, I've made conscious decisions about what I've done, I've continued to create a legacy for myself, I've been productive, I've invested in relationships that are important to me. I'm reading two, three hours a day at the moment, I love it. Absolutely, none of it's fiction. Sometimes I choose to read fiction, but at the moment I'm reading factual books that are gonna help me to develop as an individual, gonna help me to develop in my relationships, gonna help me to develop in my business. And so it really got me to thinking, that for me is the perfect retirement. But I could be living that not only when I'm here, I could be living that when I'm at home. And so what is it for you? What is the perfect balance for you and my challenge to you, my question is, when will you start living it? Because it's very easy to put off and put off and put off, and that day may never come. But I've just finished a book actually by Dr. Greger, G-R-E-G-E-R, -E -E UK doctor, I think, uh, but spent a lot of time in the States. He's written two books, How Not to Die and How Not to Diet. And in the How Not to Die books, two amazing books about health. Um, in the How Not to Die book, he talks about the ten, I think it's the 10 biggest killers of people in the Western society. And he talks about how basically food has got worse and worse and worse, nutrition's worsened. And in the book he says, so if you eat this, you can counteract this risk of dying. And if you do this, you can avoid this risk of dying. And then he gets to the end of the book, literally in the last couple of pages, and he says, however, I had a friend who a whole food, really healthy diet, exercised at least an hour or two every single day, was fit and healthy in his 40s, mid 40s, went and took a shower and just killed over, died. And he said, being a medical doctor, he said, I really wanted to work out why I wanted to give the family some closure. 
so he looked into it and two or three other people had been rushed to hospital after having a shower in that same place so they looked into it and it turned out that the water heater for that shower whether it was a boiler or some kind of water heater had been fitted incorrectly and there was carbon monoxide leaking into the shower and so they were dying of well this particular guy the dr grieger's friend died of carbon monoxide poisoning and so the moral of his book at the end of it was live each day as if it were your last and i've shared that quote with you before it's an old chinese proverb live today as if you're going to live for a hundred years and as if you're going to die tomorrow and if you can get that balance right then you're absolutely laughing and so for you what is that balance have you got enough financial freedom to live the life that you want to by design do you need to invest in property do you need to get your passive income up to free you to live in other places i've worked out what it's costing me to be here at the moment in terms of flights accommodation food excursions etc it's crazily low really low and they're nice places i don't scrimp but it's really not that expensive in terms of the number of buy to let properties you'd need to sustain living out here in a really comfortable manner is not many at all so what is it that's stopping us what is it that's holding us back from just doing that is it fear is it society's pressure is it peer pressure is it because we don't feel that we're deserving of it loads of people go and do the backpacking thing and travel around the world and and they get into debt or they borrow from their families or they earn a bit of money save it and then go traveling but how many people just set themselves up a business property portfolio case in point that will pay for them to do that indefinitely there's no reason why you can't and so hopefully this episode guys has challenged you to think about what you want your life to be right now next week next month and next year and if we can help you with that if we can help you to build that portfolio then we'd love to until next time happy investing that was audio taken from our youtube channel for more sophisticated property investing tactics just search youtube for ethical property partners and listen out for our full-length podcast released every thursday